Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Bros Unedited Podcast, episode number 106. Oof, big week upcoming in college football. It's a massive slate. Um, a pretty good week of NFL. Um, we'll kick it off with my main reactions post week two in the NFL. New segment, KB's QB chopping block. Post week two award rankings. Um... We'll get into that. Then we'll do my post-week two NFL top 16 power rankings. And then we'll do my super, my NFL tiers as well, team tiers. <coughs> then we'll get into the week three game predictions. Uh, then we're going to go Premier League match day six predictions. And we'll review my match day five, which was a great week. <coughs> then we'll get into what's next after UFC fight night, Grosso, Shevchenko. We'll do my top five reactions to post week uh, top five reactions post week three in college football. Uh, my post week three top six Heisman candidates. My post week three Power twenty three college football rankings, and we'll finish it off with uh, college football game predictions. Um, no no mock draft this week. I mean this early. I want to start them early because I love it, but I want to uh, this early. I'm gonna do like every other week. Not every week uh, do a mock draft. Um, I think that'll just make it, you know, kind of dampen it a little. So I want to do it every other to start. Once we, you know, start getting, you know, into at the end of the college football season, you'll probably be seeing one a week. Um, but let's get into my main reactions. Not going to really talk much about the uh, Panthers-Saints game. It was just whatever. Um, but Steelers beat Browns 26-22 in a very sloppy game. Browns also lose Nick Chubb. Um this wasn't great for the Browns. First off, they should have won the game anyway. Turnovers were an issue. Um, you know, they had some bad you know, bad turnovers start the game, pick six, start the game, then the fumble six to end the game. Um Steelers the Browns were the better team. Steelers are not very good in my opinion. Um and then the Browns lose their best player. Uh so they're in they're in a tough spot and I was high on the Browns, but you lose Nick Chubb and it looks like it's gonna be bad. It does. It doesn't look good. It looks like it could be for a season potentially, so that could be bad for the Browns. I mean good win for the Steelers, obviously, you know, but I don't think the Steelers are very good and the Browns this hurts their chances in my opinion at being a real contender for sure. Uh Watson had moments tonight, but uh really did not Still not impressive. Um, I, I really don't like the scheme he's in, the offense he's in. I think, the, you know, trying to make him a a pure pocket passer, stay in the pocket, I, I just don't think that's his game, and I think it's just not a, it's not a good fit. I don't know if that means, you know, they need to hire a different OC to bring in a new play style for Watson or what, but I just don't see the Browns, you know, I was really high on them going in, but again, I just don't see it there offensively with Watson. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's just regressed a lot or I I truly think it's a scheme I said it was you know I thought maybe he could he could definitely get back to being very good um in his second year um under Stefanski but I I truly think the scheme is just not for him it's really not uh Josh Allen the Bills bounced back with a route of the Raiders 38-10 Allen looked really good the Bills looked really good um I was expecting a bounce back don't know if I expected them to win by 28 but I did expect a big win bounce back you know I thought they'd I thought they went by anywhere from 10 to 17. Didn't think they would blow them out by four touchdowns, but uh, Josh Allen, the Bills, great bounce back. Chiefs defense leads them to victory. Beat the Jags 17-9. You know, yeah, the receivers still are a bit shaky for Mahomes. Um, you know, and I think uh, 
but it's it's weird. He has an unreal defense. I would you could argue top. I'd have to think about it, but probably around the top seven eight range around there. I would say their defense right now looks very very good. It's I thought it was really good coming into the year. I did not think it was going to be this good. It's very good. Good defense for Kansas City, and that's a big win. That's against a team that I'm high on, and to get a win like that when you still didn't look very good offensively, but you get the win, huge win on the road. Uh, Chiefs will be just fine. Um, I'm not worried about the Chiefs at all. They have Patrick Mahomes, so I'm not worried about the Chiefs. Bengals fend off, or Ravens fend off the Bengals 27-24, makes the Bengals 0-2. Burrow re-aggravates calf. I haven't looked too much into that. Um, Joe Burrow injury. I guess I probably should have looked into that. That's fine. He aggravates calf injuries, Bengals fall to 0-2. No update as of right now on Burrow. Um, but that line with the Rams, they were 6.5-point favorites. They are now 2.5. They do play Monday night, so they get an extra day's rest. Um, so we'll see. But, yeah, uh, not looking good for the Bengals. I don't know what it is, but they just don't look very good at all. Um, Ravens, again, you know, I think uh, I'm just – I don't know what it is, man, but I can't get on the Ravens train. I don't know what it is. Um it's just tough for me. I just don't see them as a really, really elite football team that can win a Super Bowl. I truly don't. And, you know, I think they're good, and I think, you know, they'll make the playoffs, I'm sure. I didn't have them making the playoffs before, but they probably will make the playoffs. Um, I think their defense is very good still, and he's got added weapons, but, man, I just don't know. I don't see them as, like, making a big move in the playoffs, you know. But the Ravens, are they're a good football team, and the Bengals got to figure it out. Uh, Seahawks win OT Thriller. Over the Lions. Lions should be 0-2. Um, if the Chiefs receivers had any hands in Week 1, the Lions would be 0-2. Again, I was not huge in the Lions coming in. I'm still not high on the Lions. I'm still not high on the Seahawks either, though. Um, I, I, think, I don't believe both these teams are true contenders. I think they're pretenders. Um, it is the NFC, so both could make the playoffs for sure. But uh, I think there's also some teams in the NFC that are better than people thought. You know, speaking of Tampa Bay, the Rams, I think, are a lot better than people thought. Um, especially if they can get cut back. That offense is going to be very, very tough to stop with the with Puka Nakua turned into something. Tutu Atwell's looked very good. Um, they love Kyron Williams. Um, their defense still plays well. I, I think that people, you know, including myself, I mean, I said the Rams were a dark horse team to make the playoffs. I didn't pick them to make the playoffs, but... They're pretty good, and the Bucks obviously look pretty good. But yeah, I'm not sold on either one of those teams. So it really, you know, that game just a wish wash for me. Uh, Cowboys handled the Jets 30 to 10 behind more great defense. I mean, the, I know it was Zach Wilson, but that Cowboys defense is gonna. Uh, I feel bad for Josh Dobbs next week. Um, you know, I know he can move. A, I think he uh, does. He move better than Daniel. I don't know, but the Cowboys are so fast on defense, so fast. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Um, Cowboys defense elite, and Dak is doing what he needs to do. He's played well. Dak has played well. He's played really well. Can, he hasn't turned the ball over. He, he's just he's doing what he has to do right now. And I, I've always said I think Dak can in certain times can play elite and win you games. There are times, but it's not it's not you know with guys like Mahomes and Allen or Burrow or even you know Hurts. I expect it. I expect, if the game's down to the wire, I w if you know. A team's down four, you got three, two, two and a half minutes left, and one of those four has the ball. Every time I put my money on them to go get the win. I wouldn't put my money every time on Dak to go get the win at all, you know, but we'll see how it goes. Baker and Bucks get to 2-0, 27-17 win over the Bears. 
I mean, I said at the start of the season, if Baker couldn't work here, it's going to be tough for him to work anywhere. He's got a good young running back in Rashad White who can catch the ball. A good young tight end, Kate Alton, that can catch the ball. Big target in Mike Evans. Sure-handed Chris Goblin. Good defense. The Bucks are still good defense. Um, it's working right now. And I think, I, I just don't see how it doesn't continue to work. You know, he is playing... In a way, I, from the season they went and almost beat the Chiefs to go to the AFC, AFC title, he's just find he's just scanning the field and he's finding the open receiver. He's not forcing it to anybody. Like you know, when they had Odell, he was forcing the football. He wanted to get it to Odell. It's it's not doing that here. He's finding who's open. He's moving the chains. I don't know why. I don't want to know why this can't continue. You know, I don't know why it can't. I love the Bucks. I think they're a really good team. Um, Staley and the Chargers start off 0-2 after 27-24 OT loss to Tennessee. I mean, how many times I got to say it about Brandon Staley? He's just, he's not a good coach. And I bet Sean Payton's sitting there in Denver right now saying, man, if I just wouldn't have taken the Denver job, by week five of this season, I would have the Chargers job. Because unless they turn this around, he's going to get fired 100%. So those are my reactions to week two. A lot of reactions, like I said, for NFL, I just do, you know, if there's a lot of things that need, to, I think need to be talked about, I do. College football, I stick it to five. Um, could be more next week with all the big games, but we'll see. So let's go to the, let's go to KB's QB chopping block. So this is going to be, like I said, I critiqued Josh Allen last week a lot, and I'm turning this into a segment. I'm going to have on the block, that's the guy that's getting critiqued this week. Guy on deck, guy that I think needs to show something. And those are more for elite quarterbacks that need to be called. Because, in my opinion, guys get called out that guys get called out like Dak or Kirk Cousins, but then they don't call out guys like Burrow, Herbert, Lawrence, Josh Allen. I'm going to have a bit of praise, and that's going to be for guys that I truly I don't think are elite quarterbacks, but they're good and they deserve some praise. And then a guy, an elite guy that might have redeemed himself. This The redeem uh, part won't be on here every week because maybe a quarterback that was that I thought you know, was not playing well, doesn't redeem himself. We'll start with redeemed himself, though. Josh Allen redeemed himself. He played unbelievable football like he can play. He, I went in on him last week. He deserves all the credit in the world this week. Three touchdowns, no picks, 274 yards, 83.7% completion percentage versus the Raiders last, this last, or, uh, Sunday, on Sunday. Incredible performance. Incredible. That was Josh Allen. But you're going to get Josh Allen, and then you're going to have games like the Jets. That's Josh Allen right now. If he can find the consistency, Josh Allen is unbelievable. Um, Loved what he did. A bit of praise, Baker Mayfield. How can you not? One touchdown, no picks, 317 yards, 76.4 completion percentage versus the Bears, and now he's 2-0 with the Buccaneers team that was their win total was either 5.5 or 6.5. He's a third of the way to the win total he needed to hit for the over already. Nobody saw this coming. Now he's got a real challenge coming. He's got the Eagles. He's got a real challenge coming in the Eagles. Guy on deck, Trevor Lawrence, didn't impress me. Um, Didn't impress me at all. Um, So far this year, two touchdowns, one pick, a lost fumble, and and 228.5 yards per game. I was expecting a massive step in this offense. I expect a massive week. A massive week against the Houston Texans. Um, I expect him to put up big numbers and be a big-time player this week. He's on deck. 
on the block, Joe Burrow. Has to be. Two touchdowns, one pick, 152 yards per game this year. 56.9% completion percentage in 0-2. Again, a guy that a lot of the big-time media likes to coddle. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow get coddled. Mahomes, he by the commentators, they uh, they go over the top on you know uh, the appreciation for him. The media doesn't go over the top for Mahomes. There are a lot of guys that go at him, but Burrow, Allen, and Herbert get coddled. And Herbert, Herbert's had good numbers, but he's on his way there too because you can't just blame it all on Staley. Herbert has to take some of the blame. But Joe Burrow's been abysmal through two weeks. I know he's dealing with the calf injury, and they might need to sit him. He might not be healthy, so they might need to sit him for a week or two. You just hope you don't go to 0-4, right? Um, but yeah, he's been terrible. And again, he doesn't deserve a pass. Josh Allen didn't deserve a pass last week. Joe Burrow doesn't deserve one now. Jo- jo- Joe Burrow could have been ripped into even more last week. He was terrible in week one, but he was terrible again. 152 yards per game, 56.9 completion percentage with Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase as your wide receivers. Don't give me any bullshit. No coddling. He doesn't deserve the coddle. He deserves the criticism. He's been terrible through two weeks. Awful. One of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL through two weeks has been Joe Burrow. Okay? So that's going to be KB's chopping block, quarterback chopping block, every week. So let's get into some of my uh, post-week two award rankings. Um, Hold on. Sorry about this. Hold on. Okay, award rankings. We'll start off with defensive rookie of the year. I got Jalen. I got Lucas Van Ness at four, the edge for Green Bay. Will Anderson, the edge for Houston at three. Christian Gonzalez, who got a pick this last week, um, cornerback for uh, for the Patriots, uh, and Jalen Carter, my number one uh, interior D lineman for the Eagles. Unbelievable, they got him. Just crazy. Offensive rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud, number four. Anthony Richardson, number three. Puka Nakua, number two. You could argue he's one. Bijan Robinson, one, though. Coach of the year. God damn it. Why does this keep happening right now? Sorry, guys. Slides keep messing up. Okay, here we go. Coach of the year. Four, Sean McVay. I know they're one and one and they lost, but come on. Three, Arthur Smith. Got to give him his flowers. He's two and oh. Todd Bowles. Again, a coach I'm not super high on, but he's two and oh. And number one's easy, Mike McDaniel. Um, he's got the Dolphins looking very, very scary. Uh, defense player of the year, Nick Bosa, four. TJ Watt, three. Miles Garrett, two. Micah Parsons, one. Offensive player of the year, I have Bijan Robinson at number four. Call me crazy, but that dude's unreal. CMC, three. Because Jefferson's had a better combined two weeks, I went Tyree Kill, two. Jefferson, one. MVP, we know it's a quarterback award. Dak Prescott in fourth. Patrick Mahomes in third. Jalen Hurts second. And easy number one right now, Tua Tagovailoa. It's fairly easy right now. So let's get in my post-week two NFL top 16 power rankings. Coming in at 16, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, The Lions and the Chargers were bumped from the list, I believe. I can't think of any other team was, but the Lions and Chargers were for sure. Packers, 15. They are 1-1. Falcons at 14, 2-0. Browns at 13 now, 1-1. One one. Uh, Rams at 12, 1-1. One one. I still have the Bengals at 11. 
I'm not going to overreact yet. They dropped three straight. Now we're talking out of the rankings. 0-2 Bengals at 11. Saints at 10, 2-0. They did not impress me, though. I don't see a lot of elite NFL teams. Cause I have the Buccaneers at 9, 2-0. Uh, Ravens at 8 at 2-0. Bills at 7, 1-1. One one. Jaguars at 6, 1-1. One one. Dolphins at 5. It feels a little low, but... I'm not 1,000% sold. I do think they're unreal, though. But I also think the top four are, too. 49ers, 4. Eagles, 3. Cowboys, 2. Chiefs still at 1. Post-week 2 of the NFL tier rankings... Start with get draft ready. In the NFC, Redskins, Panthers, Cardinals. I don't care if the Redskins are 2-0. Get draft ready. I don't know why they're winning games. Uh, in the AFC, Broncos, Colts, and Texans. Probably not playoff teams. Two in the NFC, Giants and Bears. Bears are getting close. And I know people are going to say, how do you have the Bears there and the Redskins lower? I think the Bears are still a better team, but the Bears are close. Titan AFC Titans, I know they got to win, but chill. Patriots, Steelers, I know they got to win, but chill. Raiders and Jets, Zach Wilson, just it's just not there, man. Um, playoffs? Question mark. A lot of NFC teams in this one: Buccaneers, Rams, Falcons, Lions, Packers, Vikings, Seahawks. Only three in the AFC because I think it's tougher to make it in the AFC. I just think that I think that there's so many good teams that I think it's just going to be you know. I don't think a lot of these, you know, Titans, Patriots, Steelers, Raiders, Jets have a chance, really. Uh, Bengals, Browns, Chargers is my question marks. Playoffs, question marks. Surefire playoff teams. AFC, Bills, Ravens, Jags. NFC, I am going the Saints. Um, I think their defense is elite. Uh, Super Bowl bubble, NFC, Eagles, Cowboys, Niners, AFC, Dolphins, and Chiefs would be my Super Bowl bubble. Let me grab a quick drink. So those would be my post-week two NFL tier rankings. Let's get into the game predictions. My brother takes he's 20 and 12. What can I do? Uh, I went 9 and 7 both weeks. He's gone 10 and 6. Upset records, I fall to 0 and 2. He goes to 1 and 1. Thursday night football. I mean, let's be honest. No Saquon, we're both on the Niners. I got 30-13. He's got 31-17. <coughs> Sunday early games. Browns and Titans. Uh, some of these can flip depending on injury news. Just want to let everyone know. But as of right now, these are what we have. We both have the Browns close, 24-20 and 20-16. Broncos, Dolphins. I got the Dolphins 34-24. He's got the Dolphins 28-17. Colts at Ravens. I got the Ravens 27-17. He's got the Ravens 28-14. Falcons, Lions. Uh, this is a flip-flop between me and him. I got the Lions 31-28. He's got the Falcons 28-27. Saints at Packers. He went with the Saints 17-14. I went with the Packers 23-20. Jags at or Texans at Jags. Uh I we both got the Jags. I have 31-17. He has 31-22. Uh Chargers at Vikings. We both have the Vikings by a point. I have 31-30. He has 21-20. Patriots at Jets. He's got the Patriots 24-16. I'm going with the Jets as my upset of the week. Jets 17-14 over the Pats. Don't know how we'll get it done, but I think they will. Bills at Redskins. We both got the Bills. I got 31-21. He's got 35-24. Sunday midday games. Panthers at Seahawks. We both have the Seahawks. I got 30-23. He's got 24-17. Bears at Chiefs. Both have a route by the Chiefs. 38-20, 35-16. Cardinals at Cowboys. 
or excuse me, this can be Cowboys at Cardinals. Both have a route. 31-10 for me, 41-7 for him. Sunday Night Football, Steelers at Raiders. Jesus, Lord, help us. Uh, I'm on the Steelers 24-23. He's on the Raiders 17-10. I wanted this for my upset of the week, but we don't pick the same upset of the week, and he gets to go first since he's ahead in the record um, of upset of the week. He's got the Buccaneers as upset of the week, 27-24. I'm just going to go with the Eagles to be different, 30-27. I could see the – I really think the Bucks could win that game, though. And then Rams at Bengals. As of right now with Burrow, I'm thinking he's going to be out. Uh, we're both going Rams. I got 30-27. He's got 31-24. Let's look at my Premier League match day prediction. So match day five, I went seven wins, one loss, two draws. My wins, I had Liverpool, Tottenham, Man City, Newcastle, Villa, Fulham, um, Arsenal. Uh, my one loss was Man United against Brighton. My draws were Chelsea, <laughs> Drew, Bournemouth, and Burnley, uh, and Nottingham, Drew. So I went seven, one, and two. My total record right now, 30, 10, and two. Um, pretty, oh, no, 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 no. Is it, th is it only two draws? No way. I have to have way more draws than that. Let me check. Footy. I have to have way more draws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two. Match day three, I had... Okay, so I had three draws. I was going to say I have to have way more games. Three, five, seven. This week I had one. So I have eight draws. What happened to the record there? I have eight draws, excuse me, eight draws. Um, so I have 30 wins, 10 losses, eight draws so far this year. Match day six, again, as normal, I have to pick a winner. If the game's in a draw, that's how you get the draw. Uh, Nottingham at Man City, give me City 3-0. Wolves at Luton, give me Luton getting their first, getting a win. Might be their first one, actually. I might be right on that, but 2-1 Luton. Everton at Brentford, give me Brentford 2-1. United at Burnley, Burnley played inspiring today. United's got to win that game, or it's in trouble for Ten Hag, right? 2-1 uh, United. Fulham at Palace. Give me Palace 2-1. Tottenham at Arsenal. Great game. I'm going to take Arsenal at home. I could see a draw there, though. Seriously, 2-1 Arsenal. Villa at Chelsea. I mean, my goodness. How many times am I going to keep picking Chelsea? Until they finally get a win. Chelsea 2-1. Don't Not comfortable. West Ham at Liverpool, give me Liverpool 3-1. Bournemouth at Brighton, give me Brighton 3-1. Newcastle at Sheffield United, give me Newcastle 2-1. So now let's get in for college football. Let's get into a little what's next after UFC fight night, Grosso versus Shevchenko 2. So Alexa Grosso and Valentina Shevchenko fought to a draw. I have yet to watch the fight. Um, from some, it, It's kind of back and forth. I think the one thing that most people just are mind-boggled by, even if you had, uh, from what I see is two and five were Grosso's, one and three were Shevchenko's. A lot of people I've seen say Shevchenko won four, but it was close. That's where you could have it, Grosso 3-2. Um, I'm going to watch the fight tomorrow uh, to see how I scored it. Um, They could go with an immediate... Trilogy here, third straight fight. They could do that. If they don't, I do have fights that could happen here. For Grosso, I think Aaron Blanchfield's the rightful contender. Um, it's a tough matchup for Grosso, but I think Blanchfield has to be the rightful contender. For Shevchenko, I think there's still a, there's a title fight that could happen next, not being 125. Juliana Pena for the vacant women's bantamweight belt. 
Do you want to see Pena versus Pennington? Do you want to see Pena versus Holm or whoever? I'd much rather see Shevchenko versus Pena for the vacant title. I think that's a way more sellable fight and just a way better fight. I think Shevchenko, my opinion, she with Nunes gone would be the best 135er. I know she's smaller, but I think she'd be the best. So, yeah, I think that would be the option for me for Shevchenko if they don't go with the immediate trilogy. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to have to watch fight and uh, make sure to check out uh, socials. Um, check out my Twitter, um, at UneditedPod, and uh, that's where it will be posted um, tomorrow my after I watch the fight. Jack De La Maddalena versus Kevin Holland. Uh, JDM won by split decision. Again, I'm going to have to watch that one. Didn't get to the card at all. Um, I'll watch those two, really. That's all I really need to watch. Um, most people, I think, thought De La Maddalena won uh, pretty handily 2-1. Um, but we'll see when I watch. Uh, for JDM, I've seen a lot of Vicente Luque float out there. I think that'd be great for what's next for him. Holland, I'd go Jeff Neal. I love the idea of Jeff Neal. But I know Holland's talked a lot about moving back up to 185, so we'll see. Uh, how about Raul Rosas, the youngster, against Terrence Mitchell? He TKOs him with punches in round one. Good win for him. Uh, I looked up. I was looking at just some rankings, some guys that are you know lower down. I don't think you throw him up heavy again uh, right away. Uh, Cledson Rodriguez, he's one and two in the UFC. Think it's a fight that makes sense. Uh, Daniel Zuheber versus Christos Giagos. Zell Huber via round two sub Anaconda choke. I like Zell Huber. I think he's pretty good. Uh, Mark Diakesi seems like a very fun fight next. That's what I would lean towards. Kyle Nelson versus Fer Fernando uh, Padilla. Nelson won by uh, decision. Did not think I thought Padilla would win this fight for Nelson. I like Gavin Tucker. I think that's a great fight. Roman Kopilov, guy I'm very high on. He uh, he beat Josh Frem via KO body punch. Um, I went uh, Yo uh, Young Young Park. He's seven and two in the UFC. I think it's a good step up. I'm not sure. Let's, I guess we can look him up real quick. Uh, he's on a win streak. I know that. I know he's on a win streak. He's 32. Um. Uh, Park's a good fighter. Uh, so he is on a four-fight win streak since the Gregory Rodriguez loss. He lost his first fight in the UFC. Then he beat Barry Alt, John Phillips, and uh, Tofan via decisions. Then he beat Rodriguez, or lost to Rodriguez by KO. But then he beat Eric Anders' decision. Joseph Holmes, submission. Dennis Tuleman, submission. Albert Duraev, submission. I think it's a good fight for Kapilov to come, uh, to come back for his next fight. But yeah, tomorrow, make sure to check out another pod on Twitter. I'll give my reactions to Grosho, Sevchenko, and Madalena Holland on how I scored those fights. So let's get into some, let me grab a drink, and let's get into some college football. Not going to lie, wasn't a great week. Wasn't a great week at all in college football, but we'll talk about it. Colorado survives Colorado State's upset bid with 43-35 overtime win. I think the biggest thing coming out of the game is the hit on Travis Hunter. My thoughts about it, because I've seen a lot of guys talk about it, and you know, here's the thing: was it dirty? And did I think it, it? Did I think it was targeting? Absolutely. The ball was gone. The guy never even looked at the ball. He was aiming for Hunter. Um, he should have been, in my opinion, he should have been ejected from the game, and he, I think he should get a one or two game suspension. Um, that's just. I know it's a rivalry game, and hard hits happen. But that was a malicious hit. That was a targeting hit. He wasn't going. It wasn't a football play, at all. It wasn't a football play. And people say, "Well, you, people hit hard in football." Yeah, he didn't look for the ball, and the ball was gone out of bounds. And then he hit him. Went around his teammate to hit him. Did not look for the ball. That was not a football play. That was a malicious targeting act. 
Now, I see people saying kick him out of football forever. Ban him from college football. Chill the fuck out. Okay? Chill out. Okay? Let's let's calm down on that. He doesn't need to be kicked out of football, but he should have a punishment. He should receive a one or two game suspension. Um, You know, I, I saw somebody float out. He should be out as long as Travis Hunter's out. I can get on board with that because, again, it wasn't a football play. It was a malicious and targeting act. He did not even look at the ball. He was intentionally going and targeting Travis Hunter on that play, 1,000%. I can get on board with him being being out. He has to sit out as long as Travis Hunter's out. I can get on board with that, actually. Kicked out of football, though? Chill. Missouri upsets K-State on a game-winning 61-yard field goal to beat K-State 30-27. to just didn't think K-State played good. Will Howard got hurt. Just didn't think K-State played all that good. Um, they'll bounce back. It's a huge win for Missouri in their program, though. Uh, Georgia rallies back to beat South Carolina 24-14 to after being down 14-3 at half. Well, what happened here in this game, I was watching this game, what Georgia realized was, oh, blitz every play. Their line's terrible. South Carolina's line's piss poor. Georgia just started pressuring and blitzing Rattler. Rattler was unreal. I think he was, what, 16 for 18 and a half, 158 touchdown. Um, they realized we blitz, and they did, and that's how they got back in the game. And the game was over once they started blitzing. It, South Carolina literally was not going to score. They had to pray their defense could hold them under 10 points. Florida State survives at Boston College 31-29. Florida State did not look good at all. Um, but again, that you know, possibly looking ahead to the Clemson matchup. I think they'll be ready to play come Saturday. LSU dominates on the road versus Mississippi State 41-14. Good bounce, good bounce back win for LSU after their week one loss. Obviously, they had a week two game, but it was against you know, a high school team, I think. Um, but good win on the road. Again, that was the weekend. College football is terrible this week. Cannot wait for this weekend. Big, big games. So let's get into my post-week three top six Heisman candidates. At six, entering the list, Dylan Gabriel. Quarterback from Oklahoma. I think he's been spectacular this year. Uh, Oklahoma looks very good. They look very good. We're going to find out once Big 12 play starts, though, see how they really are. But, again, not. I don't think they have a – they got all four of the new teams in the Big 12. Sam Hartman at five. Big game for him this weekend at Ohio State. Uh, this could be a Heisman moment for Sam Hartman. Uh, four, Quinn Ewers. They didn't look good against Wyoming, but they got the job done. Still have him in here. Three, Shadur Sanders stays at three. He was good. He was really good, especially in the fourth quarter and overtime. Two, I bumped down Caleb Williams to two because Michael Penix Jr., who's my number one, has just been outrageous as well. Now, this doesn't mean I have Michael Penix who drafted over Caleb Williams. No, but in the Heisman rankings, I think Penix should be at one. I think he he deserves to be the number one guy ranked for the Heisman Trophy. All right, post-week three, Power 23 college football rankings. Number one stays Georgia. I know they had a scare, but they're so talented. I do think they're very beatable, though. Two, I kept Texas. Again, I think they're so talented. Three, Michigan. All these teams are 3-0 until, I say other, until I, I'll say if team is not 3-0. Florida State, four. USC in there at five. I do have Washington up to six this week. Notre Dame at seven, playing number eight, Ohio State. Nine, Penn State. Ten, LSU. Eleven, Alabama. They are both 2-1, and one, LSU and Bama. Oregon at 12. They're three and zero. Utah thirteen. They're three and zero. Ole Miss at fourteen. They play at Bama. They're three and zero. North Carolina at fifteen. They're at three and zero. Oklahoma jumps up to sixteen for me at three and zero. Colorado one spot up. 
3-0. They play at Oregon. Duke at 18, 3-0. Iowa at 3-0 at 19. Miami at 20 at 3-0. UCLA at 21 at 3-0. Missouri jumps into my rankings at number 22. They're 3-0. And Kansas State stays in uh, at number 23 at 2-1. My first five out, Tennessee, Kansas, Tulane, Clemson, and Washington State, who's got a big game this weekend as well, I believe, against... Oh, hold on. I missed a spot here. I caught myself live on it, too. All right, hold on. College football rankings. Give me this. Caught myself. How about that? Hold on. Let me fix this real quick. It's a live, a live fix. You don't get this often. You don't get me messing up often here on the pod. Um, I forgot a ranked team. I told my friends that I don't think K-State should be unranked. They shouldn't in the top 25. I only do 23. They will be unranked in mine. Kansas State. So sorry, my first five out will now be Kansas State, Tennessee, Kansas, Clemson, and Washington State. Rearranging the rankings as we speak. So, okay, team, I forgot. I forgot Oregon State. Okay, so... 23. So again, it's going to be Georgia, Texas, Michigan, Florida State, USC, Washington, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Penn State, LSU is the top 10. 11, Bama, 12, Oregon, 13, Utah, 14, Ole Miss, 15, North Carolina, 16, Oregon State, 17, Oklahoma, 18, Colorado, 19, Duke, 20, Iowa, 21, Miami, 22, UCLA, 23, Missouri. First five out, K-State, Tennessee, Kansas, Clemson, Washington State. No specific order. Those are just my first five out. Ooh, caught myself. Caught myself. That was a big catch there because that would have actually been not a good look to leave them out. Hopefully I didn't do that last week. I feel like I might have left Oregon State out. Oregon State, I apologize. You deserve to be ranked. You're a really good football team. Pac-12 is very good. Um, let me get back to the slides. Uh, rearrange the slides. Okay. Got it. All right, so now... Okay, and now we go to the game predictions to finish it off. So last week, 3-2 and two again, 12-8. and eight. Can't get off the 3-2 and two train. Missed on K-State, missed on Tennessee, one on Georgia, Washington, and Colorado. This is a tough week to predict. Subject to change. Florida State at Clemson. Number four, Florida State at Clemson. Give me 31-24, Florida State. Number 21, UCLA. Now number, sorry, now number 22, UCLA. Uh, against, let me fix that. That doesn't really matter. At number 13, Utah. I want, I'm taking UCLA, but they say this every week. This is the chance that Cam Rising plays. If he plays, I'm taking Utah, but I'm taking UCLA as I'm now an upset. Old Miss at Bama, 14 versus 11. No Rosa starter. I'm going to go Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss has a serious chance to make the SC championship game. 
I'm going to Ole Miss and upset 31-27. Number 17, Colorado, at number 12, Oregon. Oregon ends Colorado's unbeaten season 38-27. Ohio State at number 7, Notre Dame. Mm, big game. This is the biggest game by far. Um, I'm high on Notre Dame. Very high. And I, I love Ohio State. I'm usually high on them, but I'm not high on Kyle McCord. Oh, but I'm taking Notre Dame at home, baby. Hey, Notre Dame's a playoff team. I think they will make the playoffs. I'm going Notre Dame 27-23 at home to beat Ohio State and really start that resume builder right now. Um, really, really start it. So that's gonna be the that's gonna be the rundown this week. I believe the standings are not looking good. So Schmitty. Box. I lost another five unit bet by a yard by two yards. Sad as can be. Um gutted personally. Uh just falling in the rankings right now. Um so Schmidt. Um one second. Okay, so Schmidt lost his five unit bet as well. So I'm negative ten point eight U. Last week negative three point five. You know that's what happens. I've done well in most all the other bets. I just can't hit the five U. Colby went negative uh zero point four four units. He's up he's plus seven point seven three. He's in first now. Carter went negative three point five nine. He's plus seven point three seven. Nick, minus 2.88. He's now negative minus 9.62. Schmidt went minus 5.50. He was plus 9.76. He's going to be around plus 4.26, I think, is what Schmidt will be. The panel parlay goes to 0 and 4. It'll either be me or Colby, I believe. Right? No, no, no. It's 0 and 3. It's 0 and 3. It'll either be, it'll be me or Colby to take it this week. Survivor League. Uh, we all, uh, me, Colby, Nick, and my brother all advance. Game of the week predictions. I'm three and three. Zach's three and three. Nick two and four. Carter and Colby one and five, in game of the week predictions. So yeah, uh, we'll be back Thursday with KB and the boys. Uh, it should be a really good week. You know, talking about a lot of bets because there's so many good games to talk about. Um, yeah. Uh, hope. Uh, also, you know, sending prayers and support to Nick Chubb. Um, that was a nasty, nasty injury. I, I'm sure it's going to be a season ender, and that's tough for the Browns, who had big aspirations, and, you know, Chubb's a huge loss, and also a huge loss for my fantasy team. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll be back Thursday with KB and the boys, and next Tuesday with unedited episode 107. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.